0: Hello everyone, it's Saturday March 18th, welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This week is a departure from my personal favorite, my glitzy old Hollywood Oscar season, and we're going to enter Daisy's
1: world, which is littered
0: with ghosts and goblins and a lot of creepy shit. I resent that.
1: But on that note, this episode is not sponsored by Cheetos Crunchy Cheddar Jalapeño.
0: Yes, this is a snack that I am genuinely frightened of, so that kind of suits the theme of your world.
1: Yes, isn't it lovely? Each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they are memorable.
0: We'll take a look at our character of the week, which I'm sure is going to be spooky. And then jump into our Fan Theory Fight Club, where we argue the merits
1: or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister, where one of us loves something the other hates, and we'll open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. Which is me. It's always me, and that's totally fine.
0: Okay, well, if you want to be wrong, so. So what's this week's pop culture artifact? Go Daisy! Go Daisy! Why do I have to go? Because it's your world, your creepy little world. Fine, it's my world. We're just just living living in it. it.
1: (laughs) For me, my pop culture artifact was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is Sarah Michelle Gellar kicking ass, literally, that's right, did all of her own stunts, ladies and gentlemen. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. She learned all of the stuff. She did all of her own stunts. Is this a fan theory the, fight club this, already? No, this is straight up <laughs> true. She actually knew all of the karate and shit that she does in that show. She did all of it herself. No freaking way. Way. She oh. took classes and everything. She totally kicked ass. Well, oh, good for her. She did, like, what Criano Reeves does in all of his shit. She was doing that before him. That's right. She's Tom Cruise in it? All the stunts for well, her don't own? pair her in with Tom Cruise. Like, that's something <laughs> to be proud of. But...
0: Well, hold on a second. I feel like you owe me... If this is something that's had a big impact on you, you kind of owe me for uh, this.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because
0: you would never have watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer if I hadn't brought this
1: into your little To be world. fair, I would have watched it. I just would have ended up watching it, like, last year when they finally started putting it on the TV. On those stations <laughs> where they just run reruns. And then I would have been like, this looks kind of cool. And then I would have gone and bought the whole thing. But... Because we do, was, we, part, we purchase boxes. What were we, what were we, I was probably about 11 when you decided you were going to watch Buffy for the first time yes.
0: at home, and I I came was in home. my 20s. I did not watch yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it aired, I, so we this is not my, to the game. this is not my cultural artifact. No, it is because not. Because it didn't have an impact on me when yeah. I was young. It's but something that I came I remember to I
1: came home, you were like on like the third or fifth episode of the show, and I came home and I said, what the hell is this? I must have been college And aged. you were, and I came home from school. And, uh, I was like, what the hell is this on the TV? And Mom was like, oh, you've just been watching that all day. And you said, oh, this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Sounds like our mother. Yeah, but she's
0: been watching that all day. You know what was funny,
1: though? Mom was clearly watching it, too, because, like, she's (laughs) vacuuming and stuff, and she pops her head, and she's like, oh, I thought he was a vampire. And we were like, oh, apparently not, Mom. He's a werewolf, because that's the kind of show we're dealing with. Yeah, you have all, and
0: you and and mom like gangbusters. Yeah. decided to watch the entire series. Well, we tried you waiting didn't wait for, you. for you. We tried you didn't waiting wait
1: for you. Me. Then when we got past season two, and you were like, "Oh, I'm still finishing up season one," we were like, "Bye, bitch!" Not, just, yeah, I am not the binge, binge watcher you're, so, you're looking for. We just motored through Buffy. Um, but yeah, so basically, I love it because um, she's a badass heroine. Like she is running things. And she is always... She has a great support system around her of, like, Willow and Xander and um, yeah. her, Giles. Her non-vampire slender yeah. friends. Yeah, all of, like... Well, Willow is supposed to be, like, computer whiz genius who turn, turns witch later on in the show. And uh, Xander uh, was kind of just, like, the comic relief who was initially, like, infatuated with Buffy. And but kind of just a dopey boy. Happen. Just kind of a dopey yeah. boy character. Yeah, that was how things were portrayed initially and it alters over time but I love that she was a badass and she was taking care of stuff she had a solid support system but at the end of the day they were could only do so much like she still had to fight these things yeah. on her own a lot of the time I feel like the title of the show was
0: excellent because it is exactly what she is Buffy yeah. the vampire slayer yeah she's a high school girl and she's a vampire slayer yeah
1: well I think one of the like um saddest things that happens is like in the first season when she finds out that the master who's like the big villain of that season who's like the first vampire ever or whatever he's trying to come out of his like hell mouth under the earth and go to the surface and kill yes people. that's
0: kind of an important and, point to make if, if you have not seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer which I'm sure there's people who haven't hmm. it is um it's it is a teen show so it's like your typical teen show in one way but it's got a lot of, like, mythical, magical
1: pieces because she lives, or her school. It's a yeah, school, right? the whole right? town basically lives on a hellmouth. Which is... Which is basically a... a portal for it's, demons. It's the focal point of all mythical activity, whether that be a vampire, a goblin, a face-eating beast, all sorts of crazy stuff. Whatever the monster of the week is. Yeah. Basically yeah. dream up something evil, and that is what Your next episode batty. is going to be. Yep. But there is also usually an, un, like, there's a main villain of a season, even though every episode should be fighting something different. So you have, like, an arc. Yes. Yeah. So that the story does have flow and other things to lead into. Well, for me, in the first season when she says, I think, I feel like it's very true to what she has to go through in the show when she says to Giles... You know, Giles. Giles? Giles is the librarian. Okay. We love Giles. Yes. But for context, I'm pretending I don't know who Giles is. Yes, of course. (laughs) So, he turns around, he's her watcher, which in Buffy is basically your coach, the person that helps you through stuff, gives you the knowledge you need to fight things, that's what his job is, and um, he basically says that she has to fight the master, and they haven't found a solution, so it looks like she will die. We just gotta figure out a way. I already did. I quit, remember? Pay attention. I feel if the master rises... I don't care! I don't care. Giles, I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die. She's so emotional, and that's exactly what is happening. You know, they all are there to give her information and help her, but at the end of the day, she's the only person that can do this. It feels kind of authentic to what a teenage girl would feel like. Yeah, you have the support, but... And as and at the time, you
0: yeah. were a teenage girl. Yes, so. I very much
1: related to all of the drama. <laughs> um, I also like that they showed very complicated love stories, because in a lot of situations, you see the, oh yeah, sure, the typical thing is like, oh, he cheated on me, and now I hate him, but then we're gonna get together in three seasons, so wait for that. But in Buffy... Wait for that? Yeah, just wait for it. <laughs> but then in Buffy, it was very different because they they have, like, the first step in the love story is already complicating it because multiple times she falls in love with things that she's not supposed to love. Primarily vampires. Yes. Like, the big two love interests, in my her opinion, big- in the show yes, I was are say, vampires. It was a love triangle love to be made. Yes, yes. Um, and it very much shows, like, that it's a complicated love, but... It's just as beautiful as an easy love story could be, and it was perfect for a teenage girl. Yes, yes. um I also fed into the creativity of the show. I love that there was a different monster every week. Yeah, that's, there was that's origin hard stories. There's origin stories like you could create a Bible full of Buffy facts about all the creatures you see, as well as the like big a main villains. Of creatures, kind yeah, of thing. it was yeah. great. I love the alternate realities, the origin stories, the monsters. It was just great. Very cool for, like, just, sci-fi fantasy type of chewing stuff. chewing up all of the fun, creative ideas that Joss Whedon was putting out into there.
0: Okay, so knowing that... I, I knew you were going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, I have an equivalent.
1: Yes. So my... You took your own, like, witchy
0: angle. I did. Wink, wink. So instead of being a big Buffy fan... I was a fan of Charmed.
1: He asked me out, and you
0: said Well, I started to say yes, and then I stopped.
1: I wondered if I could date. I mean, do witches date? Not only do they date, but they usually get the best guys. <laughs> yes. So Charmed was a show I think they it. I watched this. it way later than you did. Like I only watched it in the last like ten years. Yeah. But I really like it's Funny, yeah,
0: it's almost like a complete reverse situation, because I watch Buffy roughly when you watch yeah. Charm, age-wise.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, so Charmed, the original Charmed, um, starred... Oh, God, I can't think of anybody's name. You have... Um, her from 90210. Uh, Holly... Um, Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. You're so you're so stuck on her from 90210. She plays probably the oldest. Holly Okay, hold on, hold on. So let me go one by one, though. So yes. there's three sisters... You there have was... Prue, Piper, and Phoebe. Yes, and Prue was played by Shannon Doherty. Piper P- is Holly Marie, Marie Combs. Combs. And then
1: Phoebe is the amazing Alyssa Milano. Yes,
0: and there was an addition of Rose McGowan. Who is
1: Paige. Yeah. She and comes she... into it later, and then at the very end of the show... We won't talk about that, though.
0: We'll focus just on the main three Well, what about now? at
1: the end of the show when Kaylee Cuoco's in it? Oh. We're not...
0: We're definitely not going yeah. into that. I Honestly, I I feel like I've blocked that mentally from me, <laughs> so... I loved Charmed from the initial, and I liked Charmed in, in such a way I loved the show, but they also, they had like these little spin-offs, like they were not, they were not, ch- like the cheaply written sort of novelizations of stuff, and I would read those as well. We both
1: had a spin-off thing going on, because the same thing happened with Buffy, they yes. had Angel, and then they did the whole web no, no. series and I mean and novelizations, comics. yes, yeah. so it's
0: like, if you read the comics of Buffy, I read the novelizations yeah. of, of Charmed, so we yeah. both had our own little thing. Um, but yes, I love Charmed pretty much for the same reason. There was three of them, and I like the fact that they were stronger as a trio. They were not particularly alike. Like, they they all had their own sort of thing. They're very different
1: personalities and would normally
0: clash like
1: sisters do sometimes. Yeah,
0: and I I won't go into the details because, like, they, they did have their own, like, signifiers for who they were, but their powers were different as well, but Together they seem to be able to conquer anything. Well, isn't
1: isn't their chant like the power of three will set you the free or something? The power of three
0: will set you three exactly, and yeah. they had like a trinity as their yeah. symbol. And I must say, I was freaking in love with the theme song for the show. So. Oh yeah, yeah you're,
1: are you a fan of the Smiths? Um, well, I like the my, my problem was I like the Buffy song more than the. The Shawn Buffy song. song
0: seemed like really heavy metal. Yeah, to it me. is.
1: It's it's like it's super like super dark and heavy guitars. Yeah. So I would, I heard yeah. that song in its entirety once, and I was like, "This this doesn't work for me. I just want what I heard for Buffy. I don't want to hear the rest of this. I just I like, needs, I I like need the little,
0: moody little the moody Smiths yeah. song." So charm just so you know the theme song for it was uh, "How Soon Is Now," and uh, if you don't know what that is, please stop listening to this podcast and go stream "How Soon Is Now" by the Smiths, and then come immediately back because the song isn't that long.
1: <laughs> immediately return.
0: So yes. I loved Charmed pretty much for the same reasons that you loved Buffy. I loved the creativity Well, it's that the they same, but it's also very
1: different, because I they love They fall that... in love
0: with the villains. Yes. Yes, they yes. fall in love with demons
1: oh. and angels yes. and all sorts of things. So, the, I mean... That they really shouldn't be falling in love with. Yeah. But I think the same reason that you love Charmed is kind of the opposite, but also the same as why I love Buffy, because I love that even though she had the support system, she was still the one that had to do this stuff on her own. But you love that the, tri- like like trio. The, the trio... I like the togetherness. The trio made them stronger. And the, I like the uniqueness, because each yeah. of them did have different
0: gifts. Like, and, and they get more complex. Like, later on, they, they well, gained more power. You didn't but... really
1: see that coming, what was going to happen with the gifts. Because when it initially starts, it seems like they're going to be doing, like, potions and spells and really kiddie stuff. And then all of a sudden, she's getting premonitions that she can astral plane. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I liked when they just kind of stuck to, like, telekinesis and freezing time. By the way, I loved when they froze time, because I was like, I didn't... I never thought of that really as a power. It's not like one of those... You think of, like, flying or invisibility and things like that. Like, those are your top things that go to your mind when you think superpowers. When I freeze
1: time, all I can think is there's going to be, like, an ultimate universe that's going to screw everything up. Yeah. Yeah. I I froze time, and in
0: another universe, time
1: continued. You
0: know what? There's... You know what? I shouldn't say There's that. There's so many
1: realities in these shows that we don't want to say yeah, anything. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't want to say that they don't do four that. season undoes everything we've just said. <laughs> no,
0: that'll be what happens. But yes, that was my creepy, goblin my creepy gobliny. To add on to yours, I of...
1: loved the... I like that, that like later in Buffy, Willow's a witch, and it opens up the door to other creatures to become a part of it, and that Willow yeah. has her own power. My favorite part of the but show
0: is with Willow, when Willow turns corrupt. Evil. She Evil. turns corrupt. I love, she goes on a mad streak, killing people. And she
1: nearly ruins everything. Like, and I mean, she is one of the strongest villains they've ever fought.
0: Yeah, yeah. She yeah. ends up becoming sort of like a pseudo villain. But I wanted her to win. Like, I wanted her to destroy because everyone. Because
1: the reason the motivation, why she was the motivation was the villain, you totally get it. Because you are that, you are that person. You're the person that if you were wrong Especially if way, you're a teenage
0: girl. Yes. You would feel that oh, yeah. right in your, your uh Anyway, gut. to add on to
1: yours, even though I love when Willow becomes a witch and that whole, you know, storyline. Sorry, yeah, kind of unfolds there. I love that witchcraft and charmed was kind of like an expression of female empowerment and, and they energy. Had a book. And yeah, they yeah, do. They had a book, like everything. Yeah. It, it was they not had the like, book in Buffy. They well. did remember the vampire book. That in each generation there is a yeah. girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she alone will fight the demons. They, like the forces of darkness, she is the Slayer. Like that—that yeah. that was kind of how Buffy was. But it, for Charmed, it was like, let's find that spell and they yeah. just
0: flip through the book. They had a massive book of spells. Yes, it was yeah. probably just called the Book of Spells, if if I remember oh, yeah. correctly.
1: They didn't put in the creepy voice that <laughs> Buffy did.
0: No, it was just like, let's go find it.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: Okay, what so... What happens to that book? That poor book. So that you do have a slight imprint of your creepy little world on me, so... Yeah. And it's a little indelible. I'm
1: thing. sure I could find some other stuff that you'd be like, hell yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> mm, you're creepy like me. All right, anyway, so who's our character, so, character of the week? So, character of the week, she is, in my opinion, the best final girl, and that is no offense to any of the other final girls that are in horror movies. And this is well time because Scream 6, is it 6 that just Is you already want? out, yes, it is. okay. I I am on my way to watching it if I have not, you know you know, manifested enough, I'm manifesting it now. <laughs> I will be seeing it soon. Oh anyway, um so Best Final Girl Ever. Sydney Prescott in Scream Tatum, just get in the car. Hello, Sydney. Um uh, Hi, who is this? Tell me. Well, I, I have no idea. Scary night, isn't it? With the murders and all, it's like right out of a horror movie or something. <laughs> Randy, you gave yourself away. Are you calling from work because they didn't over? Do you like scary movies, Sydney? I like that thing you're doing with your voice, Randy. It's sexy.
0: What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Okay. Oh, my so God. So, that is not to disregard <laughs> Final Girls. Wait. Like, <gasps> now, okay. This is not I You want to go into a Twisted twist be... Sister segment about this. <laughs> I don't have time for that. How is she... How? How is she Hold the best Final Girl? Hold on. For me, when you look at all the Final Girls, you do have some that are, like, up there. You have Laurie Strode in Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis. I was just going to say. She is, like, Jamie the Lee OG. Curtis. She is, like, the OG Final Girl. I will give her all the credit in the world. She's awesome. Love Jamie Lee Curtis if she wants to be on this podcast let us know <laughs> just shout out if you're interested but you're, yeah you would just die but, oh my you god your Any, movie anytime fan. anytime my friends are like you know you're a fan of this person what if i told you i got in touch with him i was like do not do that that's not even funny <laughs> like my heart go it goes it goes beep, beep 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 okay all right we're not gonna make the argument anyway According to
0: you she's the so, sydney prescott apparently is the best final girl. yes
1: and because, the reason I think this is because a lot of the time with, um, final girls and stuff, they either happen to be okay at the end of it because all their friends died, or someone sacrificed themselves so that she could live, and all these other things, and I'm like, you don't even get to be on the list as a decent final girl. Now that, granted, can't be said for Lori Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, but with Sydney, I think she has a bit of an edge because when you watch the movies, you notice that she is more scared... Of losing her loved ones than anything that can be done to her. It happens throughout the entire series. If they threaten her family or talk shit about anyone she cares about, okay. she turns around and gets her back up I know Scream, more than anything else. I know Scream is... I have a question. Okay.
0: You... I, I know Scream is your favorite movie of all time. Yes. So... That is not I've, to say
1: that I do not also love really cute things, but it's just my favorite. I feel like it's a little bit of every genre. Yes,
0: the darkness that that comes from you. Um, from within. From within, yeah. <laughs> so my question, though, is, isn't her, isn't she, she's not an orphan.
1: She has a dad. Yes. But her mom has passed. Yes. What happened to her mom? Before the whole movie even starts, you find out that when she was, like, 14 years old, her mom was raped and murdered, and she had to go on. Do we know on. by who? Well, it's speculated in the first one that it's Cotton weary. If you watch the whole thing, it changes later, because you find out more stuff. Okay. Spoiler alert! One cotton. You mean the whole like scream series? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if you remember any of it, so I'm not gonna. I truly dig into don't. It too much. I don't. <laughs> but yeah. So the whole the whole thing was she saw this guy come over and believed that he raped her mom, took his coat and left the house, and that's why she goes on trial and says, you know, fingers him at the trial and says he's the one that murdered my mom and he raped her and this that, the other and he's supposed to be like getting the gas chamber or something. He's supposed to be you know getting the death penalty or being put to sleep, whatever it is. Um. Does that play a part in the first screen movie? Yeah, that's in the first one. The second one. No, no. Do, does anything to do with her mother yes, play a role in the it first It does because screen? you find out who really did kill her mom in the first one. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, so that happens before anything God, else. I gotta so rewatch this movie. She's already got her trauma. And she's still living, like, a decent so that's life. She's why, not letting it eat that's her up. Why, but that's
0: why she's, like, so concerned about everybody being yes. safe. Because yes. she's already lost someone. It's not... And okay. she'd
1: rather be the one to get hurt than anyone else. Okay. And that's shown over over and over again in the movies. You know, she's selfless. She cares more about... She gets hurt physically. She gets stabbed. She gets shot at. She gets beat up. All sorts of crazy shit. And she keeps on ticking like an still, Energizer buddy. Well, what, what that <laughs> happens in the fourth one. The murderer says to you... Uh, who are you, Michael Fing Myers, because she will not die. Oh, okay. And she's, like, in the yeah. hospital at the time. But she, she really does. She goes through a lot of crap. And it's usually because she's the one that usually the killer is after. But mm-hmm. they try to scare her by hurting everyone around her. Which makes her not only selfless, but caring and all these other things that I think are really great as her, like, of, in a person in general. Um, but she also has some amazing lines. For me... I personally think that one of the most gangster things ever said in a horror movie ever is in the second one, which is my least favorite Scream movie, as you know, when one of the killers, who is obsessed with the killer from the first movie, not going to say who it is, um, they turn around and they say, you wouldn't talk to so-and-so this way, and she turns around and she says, you're forgetting one thing about this person, I effing killed them. And she proceeds to beat the shit out of the person who is trying to kill her. And I think it is one of the best lines ever. Because not only is, like, they've got a knife pointed at her and they're like, no, no, no they're doing
0: their equivalent of like a bond villain and speech where it's like you've spoke too long now we're going to She literally calls them
1: out in the third one when it's happening all over again she's like god will you stop your whining i've heard this shit before
0: yeah
1: and she's like you want to know why you kill people because you choose to there is no one else to blame it is so awesome (laughs) i love it it is so funny she is awesome she is Uh. a gangster and she will fight for those that she loves and i think that's amazing I would, she's I would not say... my
0: pick for a Scream character, but I'll, I'll let you oh, have this you one. who would you think? Because this is your creepy little world. Who is
1: your favorite Scream character? G- are you thinking Kirby? Jamie Kennedy. Oh, you love Randy. Oh. Yeah, I love Jamie Kennedy because Randy's he's dog. like, here are the rules yeah. of how things and he, work. And he sticks around. He is such a force in it that he's even, like, he's I mentioned, in the, ones. He he's so mentioned cool in the new
0: one. Jamie Kennedy. He was He's mentioned in the new ones. You know about that, on. right? He's, who, Jamie yeah, yeah, Or Randy, sorry, his name like is his, Randy. Like, his
1: family is continued in it, because remember her from Princess Diaries? I do not remember. Her from Princess Diaries. Who's her from Princess Diaries? The one who's best friends to Mia Thingy. Mia Thermopolis? Yeah. Her okay. best friend in it. Remember how she plays his sister in the movies? No. Well, she plays his sister in the <laughs> movies. She has two kids that are twins, and they're in Scream 5 and Scream 6. Spoiler, oh. they don't die in Scream 5
0: why would you tell people
1: that because they're in both movies they're gonna figure it out i i guess but yeah well you never know one of them is cuba gooding jr's son oh really yeah oh okay and the other I've, one you know I've jasmine seen, you know Savoy. What, this is really
0: strange because i have seen every single one of these movies but all i can remember is the first one I can and even that one. you're struggling to remember and even that it's like
1: yeah because i don't re-watch really horror movies horror movies scare me for, for me, it's a- such a religious experience. Like, I would rather <laughs> be doing that than going to church. Like, I'd, I'd watch that oh every my Sunday. my gosh. i watch a marathon oh. of Scream every Sunday. That's how much I love the franchise. Oh, yeah. and, Or something else. Well, I told you. I think it's the best oh. of every genre. You get some romance. You get some mystery. It's like Clue, but high stakes. Okay. Anyway. On that note. On to our Fan Theory Fight Club for this week. It's kind of a dual one, but it's still connected to the movie Home Alone. Home Alone? Yes. Home Alone isn't scary. But hold on. What happens to Kevin McAllister later may be scary because one fan theory suggests... I guess it is kind of scary. It is a home invasion. Yeah. They could kill him. Well, remember, I'm going to bite off every one of your fingers one at a time. Yeah. It could be a very gruesome end for him, but it's not. And this is why. The one fan theory that I looked into was that Kevin McAllister, that cute little Macaulay Culkin, becomes Jigsaw in the Saw movies. Hmm.
0: I want to play a game. Here's what
1: happens if you lose. The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaws. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open.
0: He was in the garage again playing with the glue gun.
1: Didn't we talk about that? Did I burn down the joint? I don't think so. I was making ornaments out of fish hooks. Now, okay. Now, the reason this whole thing got brought up, was because they both punish criminals. (laughs) The mental trauma turns into a
0: a crazy... They both
1: punish criminals. Oh. They have strained relationships with their families. I'm so sold on this theory. Hold on. (laughs) They devise insidious death traps to maim and kill all the people that they lure to their location. Okay. They both live in America. They both live in America? Yes. Jigsaw's
0: in America. but, But like... Any American could then therefore be Jigsaw?
1: This is just an overlap. Work with me. Anyway. Okay.
0: (laughs) I don't understand how that plays a role, but okay. the,
1: The theory basically suggests that there's a downward spiral for Kevin, though, because he only is punishing, you know, burglars that are trying to break into his house. Well, Jigsaw literally is trapping people for committing crimes ranging from anything from, like, insurance fraud to literal murder, so it is okay. very much a jump, but it shows that Kevin obviously is going down a di- a downward spiral if this is happening. Kevin's like a, a bit of a vigilante. Especially is what you're considering saying. he's characterized as being kind of upbeat and delightful with his like quippy one-liners and stuff like that. Yeah. And he thrives on the spirit of Christmas. And that's of... that's what's making him really mischievous, is because he loves Christmas and it's not gonna get ruined for yeah, him. Yeah, you're not gonna another Christmas in the <laughs> trenches, I think is what he says. Yes, he does. Anyway, so it is unsettling to picture that his beaming youth just ends up being beat down by all the negativity that he's undergone and the hardships. And he eventually results, it eventually results in him becoming a murderer and torturing people. Now.
0: I'm I'm still sold on this theory. I don't okay. understand the America thing, but Wait I, for this. I'm okay with the rest of it.
1: Here is the only issue in this theory. The timeline suggests that Kevin McAllister is eight years old in 1990, meaning he's born in 1982. Ish. Okay. That being said, Jigsaw, who's also known as Kramer in the franchise, he dies at the age of fifty-two in two thousand and six, which means that he was born in nineteen fifty-four. So they cannot be. So what you're saying the is the same person. You're Colin Malarkey. Yeah. Okay. And the only like I was down for this until so I saw the timeline, and you know, I like, went,
0: "Damn it! He's a murderer." So <laughs> what we've learned is that Kevin is a murderer. But he can't- but he's just not- Jigsaw. Jigsaw. He's just a different murderer. <laughs> but yeah, that's well, the only- Well, on that, flaw that note, you've just ruined one of my childhood favorites.
1: Well, what is- Christmas an... will never be the well, same. Well, it is a downward <laughs> spiral, but it's not necessarily supported with the timeline, so I don't know if I believe that theory, because that would mean that he's like half the age he's supposed to be, because Kevin would be in his 20s when Jigsaw dies. Okay. And you're not going to mistake a 26-year-old or 20-something-year-old. Now, you said this
0: was a dual theory, though, right? Yes.
1: The second theory that is umbrella- Th- Hold on. Dual theory, like, this adds on to the previous theory? Or this no. is just a completely different theory? This is a separate theory. one, but is also connected to Kevin's mischievous ways. Oh, okay. Okay. And this one is suggested that Peter McAllister, Kevin's dad, is, in fact, a mob boss. Hey, pizza's here! There you go. That's one hundred and twenty-two fifty.
0: dollars Oh, it's my brother's house. He'll take care of it.
1: Hey, listen, uh... Frank, remember to use... Hi. Hi.
0: Are you Mr. McAllister? Yeah. The Mr. McAllister who lives here?
1: Yes. Oh, good, because somebody owes me 122 50
0: I'd like a word with you, sir.
1: Am I under arrest or something? Okay. Okay. Now, this theory was born from questioning... I think I've heard this theory this before. This whole theory was born from questioning how they can afford this giant, luxurious home and yeah. also take the whole family to Paris. And also take the whole family to Paris. Yes. So there's, like...
0: 14 people in that house yeah it's a huge house and the dad seemingly they're paying pays for at least everything. nine people he paid i mean i had a problem with the he whole concept the of dinner yeah i mean you see yeah. when the pizza comes to the door yeah and they're like here's 14 pizzas i'm like holy shit who's paying for this yeah and he's and like oh it's, it's my brother's house. house he'll take care of it
1: yeah and he does he takes yeah, care of he it, it just casually pulls out you know loads of money and he paid for them all to
0: go to paris paris ain't cheap Can I get to the theory now? Even in the 90s, Paris ain't cheap.
1: Can I get to the theory now? I'm sorry,
0: go ahead with your theory. So,
1: this theory is that Harry and Marv were, in fact, members of a rival gang family or mob family. Yeah. And that they are seeking revenge, which is why they're hitting up the block and attacking that neighborhood in the first place. And specifically targeting that house because I love
0: this because Joe Pesci plays um Well, Goodfellas, Casino. Yeah,
1: like
0: he is the he is such he is a the gangster. Stab, stab
1: you in the neck kind of guy. Yeah. Uh well it keeps with that kind also, of thing. Also in addition to that, Kevin's behavior supports this because he never thinks to call the cops when he thinks that they're gonna break in. He doesn't trust the cops clearly. He doesn't think to call them or anything, which most right. kids would be like, call 911, we've got a problem. But hold on, they have the cops come and check on him. But he doesn't know it's the cops, remember? They're knocking at the door but and he why, hides under a bed. But hold on,
0: why would people who are criminals have the call the cops and ask them to come check on their kid if they're criminals or...
1: Yeah, Catherine yeah. O'Hara calls the cops. Yeah, whatever. She's she's She could she... be blindly unaware oh, you of think his she, duties.
0: You think she's like a mob Let wife? Let me
1: finish the theory, woman. But I'm poking some holes in it. Can I get to where I was, Do please? Do you think she's completely blind? She never asked, how did you make all this I can't tell you money? what I think until I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he never thinks to call the cops when they're planning on robbing the house. He even says at one point, quote, this is my house. I have to defend it. Like, the uh, cops are going to help of a him. a mob sort of... Yeah, that's a mob mentality if I've ever heard this one. This is the house of McAllister. We're going <laughs> to... Jesus.
0: We're going to make sure that you're sleeping with the fishes.
1: Yeah. I'm oh. going to put a horse head in his bed after this. <laughs> Anyway, so, Kevin never speaks to the police. He doesn't give a statement or anything at the end of the movie when he does get the cops to go to the neighbor's place. He does the whole, you know, this is, you know, I live at this place, you know, my name's Murphy, and hangs up the phone. He pretends to be the neighbor instead of saying, oh, by the way, these guys are trying to kill me and rob our house. So he just He sends them to the neighbors instead. So you're saying instead. that
0: their son is aware that He's his aware. D- He's aware that his dad well, is a mob boss. Well, you see he's getting boss. up in everyone's business. He's aware that his... Yeah, because he does. He sneaks around the house a bit. Yeah. But, but still, like, he knows that his dad's a mob
1: boss, but his wife doesn't? Can I finish, please? The wife... Okay. Thank ya. Anyway, there's an alternate side to these things. It is mentioned in the movies, after what you've said, I would like to contradict you, it is okay. mentioned in the movies that Peter's brother, Frank... Is paying for the trip? Who? Huh? No, he's not. Frank isn't paying. He for says he's paying for the trip. Frank. I don't know if it's Frank or if it's another brother, but they're paying for the trip. The bold Pe- guy, Frank, who's who's really cheap. Yeah, he's not paying for the trip. It apparently gets mentioned in it. When I looked, I don't know which movie it was because I quickly just like scrolled through. It says brothers p- taking care of it. No, he
0: says that his brother. Hold on a second. Who's who again? What's the name of Kevin's dad? Peter. Peter's paying for everything, not Frank. Frank is cheap and doesn't pay for anything. Frank is the one who goes, "Look what you did, you little jerk!" When I know he, who when Frank he spills is. The, the I did stuff. my research. Spills the milk. He cri- he literally cries over spilt milk. Frank does. Yes,
1: he apparently pays for the trip. How? Can I get to the next workplace? Okay. Well. In addition to that, houses were also cheaper in the nineties, so it's very possible so? that they they could have afforded it. I don't think they were that cheap. Kevin. ensured that Harry and Marv were arrested at the neighbors and impersonated the neighbor in order to get that done so he's you know he made sure that justice was served which not necessarily mob bosses would do or stuff like that maybe he would think it would be better just to torture them and kill them in the house but he doesn't do that that's just send them to the neighbors justice he obviously doesn't trust the cops because he saw Harry dressed as one at the beginning with Harry being dressed as a oh, cop, yeah. he doesn't know if he's a dirty cop. So why would he call the police if he thinks he could be part of the police force? That is why he doesn't uh, call the cops. I already poked a hole Peter, in this
0: theory.
1: It's also mentioned at one point that Peter McAllister, the dad, works in stocks. And that Catherine O'Hara's character, the mom, that is a, a fashion designer. Yeah. They're both working... I didn't in know. In high I'd, paying jobs. To be honest,
0: I didn't know what either one of them did. Okay, so they're they're making money. Okay. So if
1: he's in stocks and she's a fashion designer, it is speculated
0: that, that maybe they they saved, could afford
1: it. They saved Even if trip. they do pay for the trip, they have the money to cover it. They just saved a lot to pay for it. Okay. <sighs> I liked this theory, but there were holes in it for the There are holes in it. It's like a nice piece of cheese, you know? Like you like it, but there's holes right in the center. mm it's just not gonna work. Swiss cheese. I don't. Be- I don't believe. I'm a huge fan, huge fan. of Swiss cheese. It's okay. You're a huge fan of cheese. I could put anything in I front am. of you. I absolutely like cheese. It, it, you'd just be like, "What color is it? It ain't blue." Part and mouse. pop it in your mouth. I'm part mouse. You are. <laughs> we look down the family line. What's my superhero name? The nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't believe in either of the theories. Which is a shame because I was hoping when I was looking into the Home Alone fan theories that were on the darker side, like the Jigsaw one, I was hoping things would line up, but that timeline kind of crashed and burned the first one for me. And the second one, as soon as I found out that he's supposed to work in stocks and she's a fashion designer, I went, they could pay for all sorts of shit. They could be doing this every year. Which, of course, they kind of do, because they're going to Paris, and then, you know, yeah. they're taking flight to flight to flight. We did it again! They go from flight to flight to flight at the Don't airport they scream, as well. Don't scream,
0: we did it again? Yeah. So, like, it's only supposed to be a year's difference, right?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, next year.
0: Wow, well, these people do have a lot of money. I still think it's too much money. I feel like that's got to be mob money. But then at the same time, I'm, I doubt the theory... I love this theory, by the yeah. way. I really love this theory, but I'm kind of... I kind of feel the same as you, that there's too many holes for it to to be functional. You like it, but you need some stuff to cover the holes. Especially because I don't really see Catherine O'Hara, like Carmela, even Carmela Soprano knew what was going on. She turned a (laughs) blind eye, but she wasn't like, oh, Tony's in stocks. No, she knew.
1: It was, I, I really did yeah. like a bit of a deep dive with if the mom doesn't know about it and everything, and the mom's the one that's you know calling the cops and stuff. Maybe that's shown when Kevin's like, you know, Uncle Frank won't, let, Uncle Frank will let me watch the movie, but the big kids can. She's like, well, then maybe it must have been a scary movie. Like she's very nonchalant, and but they maybe watch that gangster movies and other things,
0: gangster yeah. movies as well, and that kind of I like that as well. Oh, I know. I really like this theory. It's a shame that now I can't really vouch for it. Because so, there are little holes in it. Fine, fine. So we're gonna say it's a shame. No, but we're gonna say we that's two, them.
1: two home alone theories. Zero out of two, guys. Zero we're so sorry. Zero out of two. Yes. This is this sucks. I know. I'm sorry. Ugh. All right. Okay. All right, twist me. Yes, now that we are on the Twist the Sisters segment of our fun-filled ride at at Daisy's World. (laughs) Daisy's uh, theme
0: park of evil.
1: Yes. We have scream right at your entrance, get all the merch you need, and then head over to Jigsaw Canyon, shaped like the house from Home Alone. Is it really? No, Charles (laughs) C. Jesus. I really want one of these theories to be true. What is Okay, wrong? Fine, you know, t- fine. Twist the I created sister. an amusement park and you were like, is this
0: real? Yeah, twist Whoa. twist the sisters. Twist so, me. Twist me now.
1: I found something. Twist I, wouldn't, and shout. I wouldn't necessarily say it is an indie show, but it is not well known. I remember. Is it Canadian? I
0: know it what you're It looks super
1: Vancouver y, so I will say sure, but it may not be, so don't quote me on it. Um, anyway, it I remember. See, did you
0: see it seems Vancouver?
1: Yes, like if it's raining like crazy it's and it's r- supposed to be Seattle, it's probably <laughs> Vancouver.
0: It seems Vancouver. It does. Oh, you God. watched it, you know. that's a very Vancouvery cliff, I can tell by
1: the water. When you watch once one <laughs> time, you know they're in Vancouver. You know. there's a look oh my god anyway anyway i wouldn't even say it's indie but i remember being like eight years old and this ran on the tv because we also had another creepy station at the time and i can't for the life of me remember the name of it but the show that i picked for twist the sister was harper's island hey babe you're probably sick of hearing it but i love you and i'm gonna treat every moment with you as if it were my last let's get married huh now, Harper's Island, I think, is from two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight, and I watched it when it originally aired. You didn't because you're a big scared no. cat.
0: Yeah, I wasn't watching a horror um,
1: show, but I loved it because I am very much a mystery person already. I love mystery things. I like creepy things, as we've shown in this episode. Um, but when I watched it, I thought this is super cool because you have the whole idea of the show is that of this course couple. This was cool. This couple is getting married in their childhood town. Can I interject? Sure, you can. I'm so
0: sorry. I know you're trying to,
1: like... I, I, was, th- I was prepared for you to start doodling I feel while, <laughs> while you're bored, while I try to twist you. <laughs> and you're like, can I say something? I feel... Okay.
0: I read a book recent... Well, it's not that recent. I think it was like a year and a half ago, but... I, I digress. I read a book called The Guest List.
1: Yes. Which Did you I, read The I, Guest List? I've read most of it. I haven't finished it yet.
0: So, so that, I do know
1: spoilers for it, but still. So, The Guest
0: List is a book it's about... It's the same energy. Yes. Yeah. So, now I feel... I loved The Guest List. I thought it was a great book. I loved how it was written. It was nice and spooky. There is a mystery element in it. I feel like when this show came out, I was like... No way in hell am I. But watching if you had them. read the creepy. guest list,
1: and but then now series, that I've read the guest list, okay, go
0: ahead. You would have munch you know on I, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk a little bit more about so, Harper's Island because I'm already on the fence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the idea of the show is basically, um, the the show is supposed to be about Abby, uh, and Abby. I think her name's. Who's Abby? Abby Morgan. Is that, is that her name Isn't her name? Abby Morgan from Dawson's Creek? Yes, Abby Morgan is Dawson's. I'm thinking of a different Abby. It, her name's Abby, anyway. Her, her name's Abby Annette. And she is the daughter of the town sheriff. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Abby Morgan. Anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> Are you beating yourself up over this? It
1: really, it's bothering me. Abby, know, Abby, Fofabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abby. But um, her dad is the town sheriff, and when she was a teenager, her mother was murdered, by... This sounds
0: like Sidney Prescott. Yeah, all hold over again. on, her mother.
1: There is an underlying theme of mothers dying, um, and anyways, dads being cops. Dads are—is he a cop? No, he's oh. a businessman. Oh, he's standing at the Hilton in the first one. You think he's a cop? Or maybe he works for the mob. Yeah, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> There's something wrong with you. Anyway, oh, her dad God. is the sheriff, and her mom is killed when she's a teenager. And basically, right after it, her relationship with her dad deteriorates so much that he ships her off. To go live with, like, her aunt or something. You don't need the specifics on that. That's because crappy. I know. You find out a bunch of stuff about why you did it. How long is this
0: show? This is a miniseries, right? I
1: think it's, like, eight to ten episodes. Hour long? Uh, not even. I think they're, like, 45, 50 minutes. Close enough. It's, it's only one season as well. It's a miniseries, which I think is about the most devastating part about this whole thing, because I would have loved another mystery, another <laughs> story, take me to another island. I would be there. But, um... Who's so, Harper? That's the name of the island. It's Harper's there Island. There is no Harper? No, Harper's Island is the name of the island.
0: But there's no Harper in the show. No. That doesn't come into it. No, the name of the okay, island... Okay, it's just the name of the town. Got it. It's Harper's
1: Island. Got it. Capiche? Continue. Anyway, so she comes back into town, though, after, like, let's say ten years, because that's about right. Abby does. Abby does, because her best friend Henry... Are you and, telling me the entire show? No, hold on. I'm trying to get the, like, the premise of the okay. show so I can get into why I will twist you. So, she comes back into town because her best friend, Henry, from growing up, is marrying Trish, who was, like, college sweetheart or something like that. And they're getting married. They invite everyone to come back to Harper's Island, even though... Big ol' wedding on the island. uh, Yeah, like, there's basically no one on this island. This is the guest list. This is literally the book (laughs) I read that I enjoyed last year. They're there. Everyone goes to the island to celebrate the couple. And it's his friends, her friends... Abby comes back into town, and she's like, oh, hey, Jimmy, who was, like, her boyfriend before she left, and he's, like, the local fisherman on the harbor, and he has friends, and you got the townies, you got the wedding people, but it's a huge cast, is do my point. Do they have access to electricity? Yes, they do.
0: Nobody loses power.
1: Can I get to where I'm going?
0: Okay. You're going to Harbor I'm in Island. the
1: car. <laughs> Don't hit the brake. You want to hit the accelerator. Got it. So. Okay. Basically, from the get go, I think you're not even ten minutes in, and someone dies. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, well, that's fast. Like, very quick. Um, so, to start off, we I think will we've let you been know. Speaking about this for more than ten minutes. There, <laughs> there is a huge cast of characters, and when I say huge, I mean a huge. What do you mean huge? Like, like what's huge? I would say there's maybe twenty to thirty people in this cast, and most of them are dead by the end of this show. There's 30 people in this? There's a lot of people. Like, if I listen okay, them... Okay, so this isn't, I'm like, the guest exagger- list. I'm probably exaggerating, the but there's probably list at, like, at least 20 people in this cast. Yeah. No, the and guests. a lot of them are Do they, dead. Do you go through different point of views? Stop trying to connect it to your book. <laughs> I've read said book. Stop it. Anyway, but, so... But I know.
0: Now I'm curious. Do you go... Do you see different perspectives of different characters? Or is it just it, one, is it just Abby telling the true
1: story? It's not, it's, it's Abby's story and you follow Abby, but at the same time, you see from, like, the murderer's perspective at certain times, because when they're about to kill someone, it's like we they're in We the do find out who the murderer, or something murderer like that. is. Yes, you do. And Before it, the finale, you find out who the murderer and is. And
0: I've got a very important question, because I think, I, I am completely sold on this, provided the answer to this question is the... The answer I want
1: okay so I have to feed you exactly what you want yes and I'm not I'm not you know you're I, not gonna tell me I'm what to gonna feed tell you. you I have to guess is
0: the murderer one of the characters that we know yes so you so meet the we murderer, don't know that you meet
1: the murderer in the first episode oh my god and it is someone that you don't, don't see
0: coming we just don't know who it is okay
1: I'm sold. Yeah. You twisted me. I'm, I'm And I'm not twisted. even at the good part yet, but there's at least one murder every episode. This? Do you own this? Yeah, you can you can bark for me when we're done recording.
0: Woohoo! Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, there's a murder every episode. You don't see it coming who is the murderer. I remembered it so well from when I first watched it that every time I watch it, I see all these little like easter eggs of like that was so shifty. How did I miss this? And it's insane. But huge body count murder every episode there is no like psychological who are you talking to i've already said yes i'm i'm letting them decide if they're interested as well there's no like psychological warfare like is it all a dream you know is this a real sequence everything that you're seeing is legit happening it's not like oh we're gonna take back stuff that happened before we're not gonna
0: we're not gonna do do in the last
1: couple episodes they do a bit of a you know, these events are occurring in a certain order, and they jump around a bit to different characters' perspectives, just for the final two episodes. I like that! Yes. That's like the guest list. Yes. I love that. Because it's following a very limited cast, but the final couple episodes, you go from about 20 to 30 people to about seven. Okay. Um, and- You win! There's very creative killings. In Daisy's world, Daisy is the winner! Body count, bigger, that's a check for me. (laughs) There's creative killings, like stuff that you wouldn't even imagine doing. That's what happens. It is kind of like a whodunit as well, because you're trying to figure out who it is. Even though you find it before the finale, you do try to be like, that seems really shifty. Daisy, I want to watch this show. (laughs) Okay. Like, stop talking and just give me the DVD now. Also, in addition to that, you get a very satisfying ending. Okay. Which also, you know, for those who are like, I want a good ending. I don't want none of this garbage where they're all dead. That's a waste of my time. You do get a satisfying ending. You get people who die that break your heart. You get people who die where you're like, go get them. And on that but note, on that note, go watch Harper's Island. If you can get your no, hands on it, go do on it. On the note
0: of a satisfying ending. Yes. You want me to eat one of these disgusting eat the cheddar chip. jalapenos. You'll like the chip. I, I don't like cheesies. You will like the chip. Oh, this is not going to be good. I don't like jalapeno. You will like I the chip. I don't like cheesies. Put the chip in your mouth. Okay.
1: Are you, re- are you ready to hear? What is I it called? Know. ASMR. I don't know if you you're can doing hear like crunch. ASMR. What is it called? Oh, ASMR? this is
0: disgusting. It tastes like a cheesy. It's nasty.
1: I hate cheesies. Oh god, this is awful. I ate. So one. we weren't sponsored by Cheetos, and you can see why. <laughs> Chelsea just shit all over their brand of chips that I enjoy. I just don't like cheesies. It's not specific to them. I just, it's
0: not for me. Yeah. Oh, and it is spicy. I know. It has like an undertone Ugh. kick, doesn't oh, it? Okay, I need a drink. Okay, I'm i am You have a drink I'm next done. to you. Why are you saying you need no, a drink? No, my drink is empty. You've got it's water done. right
1: next to you. Oh, I do have water. You're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ugh, I'm taking a swig. Hope you enjoyed Chelsea's pain, my joy, and everything in between. Oh, that's so much better. Okay. Oh.
0: Water. <laughs> this, this episode is sponsored by water. A <laughs> <laughs> very water. Vancouver-y water. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Bye.